1 Samuel chapter 30. Come on, 1 Samuel chapter 30. And I want to, I want, we're, we're, we're in this series called Parallel. And this part three is about inner life versus outer life. Amen? Because how many of us know that we can have a great outer life, but if, if our inner life doesn't match our outer life, we're still unbalanced. Come on. And many of us, we are, we, we are working hard on the how to life because, you know, we, we want to acquire more. We want to do more. We want God to do more. But God say, I want you to give me more. Come on. Give me what's inside of you that's holding you back so I can bless you more. Come on. Because the more, the more you give to God is the more capacity you have to receive from God. Come on. I don't know who that is for right now. But God say, man, as you give me what's in your heart, come on. Your capacity becomes so, so expanded that you can receive more and I can do so much more in you and through you. Come on. God wants to do so much more in you and through you. So today it's about the inner life. Amen. Yes. All right. So 1 Samuel chapter 30. And, and uh, we're going to look at the life of David. And, one, and David is one of my, one of my favorite, favorite characters because because I, 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 I can relate. I, I can relate to, you know, not every character in the Bible I can relate to, but I can relate to, to David because um, brokenness, come on, David, we're on the same team, come on. Um, we have family issues, come on, David, we're on the same team, come on. Rejection, we're on the same team, David, come on. God can use you in your brokenness, come on, David, we're definitely on the same team today. So I want to read first, um, Samuel chapter 30 and it says now it happened now what happened come on David is is coming back to Ziglag you know the, he, he went he made a decision in chapter 27 to man I'm, I'm you know Saul 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 rejects me so I'm gonna go fight with the with the Philistine and he he made what was a good decision but how many of us know that we can make a good decision, do, do good things, but it's not a God thing? We can, we, how, many, how many times do you hear people say, man, I do good things. I, I, I do this, I do that. But I can do a lot of good, but it doesn't mean it's a God thing. And today we want, we want to go for the God thing. Amen? So, so I said, no, it happened. They're, they're, they're coming back from the battle. They're coming back from the battle, from the battle now. And, um, and you're going to go deeper in a minute. He said, now it happened. David and his men came to Ziklag. And on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south of Ziklag. And attacked Ziklag and burned it with fire. And had taken captive the woman and those who were there from small to great. And they did not kill anyone but carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city and there it was burned with fire. And, the, and, and their wives and their sons and their daughters and had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until, there's, until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives, Ahinoham, Ahinoham, you don't know what I just said. So don't even try to correct me today, okay? <laughs> You're like, what? 
What? Did he even say the right thing? Yes, I... Uh, maybe. Uh, the Jezreelites and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Camelite, had been taken. Now David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his son and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord is God. Verse 7 says, then David said to Abiathar, the priest, the Amalek, and Pastor Mike preached about, preach about uh, um, the, the, the ephod couple, couple weeks ago. So you, you have a lot. You can go up to the V1 app and watch that sermon again. And he said, then David said to Abiathar, the priest, Amalek's son, please bring me the, the ephod here to me. And Abiathar brought the ephod to David. So David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I pursue or sh shall I overtake them? And this, let me read the Pentecostal verse now because every time, every time you would hear this in the Pentecostal church, you, it goes up. Let me see if you get it, right? It says, and he answered him, pursue for you shall surely overtake them without fail, recover all. Yeah. We have this side in church. <laughs> they read it before. It's new for a lot of you and, and, and we got to be good. Okay. He said, you shall recover all. Amen? Yes. When you, as I was studying the scripture and I th th prepared for this message and I had a great chance, man, you talk about unity in our house. I had a chance to, 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 to go do preparation with this with Pastor Michelle Amster. Come on. From Indiana. Come on. Today, Pastor Randall is blowing the roof off the monarch. It, come on. So I had a chance to, to and, and Pastor Josh, to just work through this, work through this message. You know, anything's not, not theologically right, you call Pastor Josh, all right, and, and uh, Pastor Mike. <laughs> so, so here's what happened now, guys. So, so David, David had made a bad decision in chapter 27, where, where he stepped out, man, after, after, after Saul wanted to kill him. Come on, he said, all right, cool. So let me go Fight with the Philistine. Come on. Sounds like a good thing, but it's not a God thing. Because for many of us, whenever we're facing trials and obstacles, we always lean on the side of our preferences and our references. We always lean towards our preferences. So David know that, man, I can hold my own in any army. Come on. So I'm going to fight with the Philistine. But how could you fight with the Philistine against Israel? Come on, which is your, which is, which you are actually the king of. Come on. So, but there was a common thread that ran through David's life. And I really want to go all in on that this morning. Because when you look through David's life and, and you see like verse 8 says, And you, David's man, God shall I pursue or, or should I stay? And God said, pursue for you shall recover all. When we think about that word recover all, we always think about what God wants to give to us. But in this message you're going to see it's not just about what God wants to give to us is what God wants us to give to him and at most times our prayers is what God we want God to give 
to us. But you got to see that there's a thread that ran through David's life. Come on, his life story. There was a common theme. And until he get rid of this, come on, you are not, he was not going to get to the next level. What was this common theme? If you look, come on, as a, as a young child, come on, 17, David was, David was appointed king. But remember, David was rejected by his father. When they came to anoint the anoint the king, come on, David's father never paraded David. Come on, he paraded his seventh son and even Samuel got it wrong because Samuel says Eliab must be the one because he's tall and handsome like Pastor Patrick. That's not in the Bible. That's not in, that's not in. And he said, he said, that must be the one. God said, no, that's not the one. Isn't there another? Come on. That's you this morning. That's you this morning. You are the one that's overlooked. You are the one that was rejected. And God said, come on. But you are the one I'm calling up this morning. You are the one I'm calling to lead Dream Team. You are the one I'm calling to lead Connect Group. You are the one I'm calling to teach and preach the word. Come on. The world may overlook you, but I got purpose for you so rise up into your destiny says the Lord this morning so David was rejected he was rejected by his father when David went to went to fight Goliath come on he didn't go to fight Goliath but guess what his brothers thought that he wasn't he was unqualified he was not a soldier he didn't have what it takes but how many of us know that we may not have what it takes but if I have God I have everything that it takes come on somebody So they may, they may deem you unqualified. Come on. But God said you are qualified. Because in Jeremiah 1, 5 said, Before I form you in your mother's womb, I knew you. I set you apart for purpose. But watch this now. Come on. They don't see a purpose. God know your purpose. So David was in a constant place of rejection. Constant place of rejection. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but I can relate to rejection because I've lived the rejection all my life. And then, then David, come on, defeated Goliath. Now you're like, man, you're on cloud nine. Come on. I don't know about you. Whenever I defeat Goliath, man, I'll be on CNN. I'll be on every news. I'll, I'll be signed every autograph. Come on. Because now I'm the man. But when he came back, he, he, the, the ladies started started a worship service and they started singing Saul, Saul slays thousand and David then is ten thousand come on that got into Saul because Saul was an insecure king come on oh man Saul was an insecure king and he says what more could David want but the kingdom so now David is misunderstood and I'm going to get back to that in a minute because sometimes you have good intentions but you can be misunderstood and people who are insecure, people who don't understand your value will never see your value because of their own insecurity. That's why we're glad we're a part of a church, come on, that our past is always elevating us. He's always saying, stand on my shoulder, let me raise you up. Stand on my shoulder, let me raise you up. Come on, that was the exercise of the week so David was in a constant place of rejection 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 
But now, in the scripture here now, you know you're in a bad place when the rejected start rejecting you. Because David army was all rejects. And they were like, whoa, David, great following you. But we have a problem here now. You cause this. So the men, they begin to cry and they begin to cry bitterly. And every man for themselves. But the Bible said David strengthened himself in the Lord. And many of us in this room this morning, you have suffered rejection. I suffered rejection. I grew up in rejection. My, my, I suffered rejection from my father. But I remember, I remember, it, it was when I was 33. I'm still 33, but um, uh, I don't care what you say, man. And, 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 and I remember, I was always craving for the love and the attention of my father. But the closer I got to my father was the most, the more my father pulled back from me. The closer I got was the more he pulled back because he never understood me. So we grew up in the same home, but we were miles apart. And I remember at 33, I said, I got to break this cycle. Something got to break because this thing looks like it's got to run through my generation. Because what you don't release has the potential to repeat. And I remember, I remember just going through and I said, remember one day when he came here to visit, I said, Dad, I just want to say to you, man, I love you. You know, typical Jamaican pat, you know. You know, I've always loved you, man. And I've always loved you. I said, Dad, I love you, man. We went through that cycle. There were days when, and because of that rejection, my life literally spiraled out of control. Because I was always longing for the love of my father. But when I, when I needed acceptance, when I needed affirmation, when I needed affection, he couldn't give it. But what I realized later in life, you can't, it's hard to give what you never got if you're not willing to break the cycle. And I realized, I realized, come on, I realized that my, I, was, I was working on the outside, but on the inside, I was dying. I was, I was, I was achieving. I was, I was, I was, I was having success. Come on. I was doing great educationally. But the one thing that I need to get to the next level was the one thing that was lacking. And it was the love of my father. And I kept on saying, and I kept on saying, man, man, I, I kept on, if I do more, if I get more, he'll be proud of me. If I do this, he'll be proud of me. And I did everything for him to be proud of me. And the more, the, every time I think I got it right, I got it wrong. 
But I remember one day, because I was praying for the love of my father. And I said, one day, when they called me, I called them. I said, Dad, because you know, when something is lacking, you keep on going back to get it. I remember saying, I said, Dad, I just want to say this to you. Man, I've, 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 I've did everything I can to be proud, to be proud, for you to be proud of me. And I've never heard it from you. And Dad, if you just tell me today that you are proud of me, I will be happy. And I remember going back to Jamaica this year, still 33. <laughs> and I took my dad out for lunch. For the first time, he looked at me and said, son, I never knew you did so much. And I'm so proud of you. He said, son, I never knew that you did so much when your brother told me. And I was listening to your conversation. And he said, I am proud of you, Patrick. I'm proud of you. And, and that day, I felt like the weight of the world just lifted off my shoulders because I was doing everything for affirmation, affection, approval of men. But now that when I got it from my dad, I looked at my heavenly father and I said, thank you that you always affirm me. Thank you that you always give me affection because in the gap, you're always there for me and you never left me or you never forsake me. But today, come on, today is the day, come on, every hole in your soul is about to be filled by the love of Jesus, by the word of Jesus, because you're not alone, you're not alone, you're not alone, God is with you. Because here's what I was doing, because here's what I was doing, I was asking God to change my seasons, so to get my affirmation, to get the affirmation. But God didn't, God, God, God didn't care about my season. He cared about the cycle. He wanted to break a generational curse that flow from generation to generation to generation. And now it's on me. And therefore, if I don't get rid of this curse, if I don't get delivered, I'm going to pass it on to the next generation because there were elements of my past that I was not bringing into my present as a dad. Started raising my kids the way I was raised. But rejection. God wants to break the cycle. You're asking God for more, to show more. But God, is, but God is saying, come on, I want you to give me the pain. I want you to give me your disappointment. I want you to give me your discouragement. So now I can do more. Because the more you give up me, give up, give up what's in your heart. Come on. David said, create in me a clean heart and renew the right spirit in me. I don't care about nothing else. I want the spirit of God in me. So I'm willing to give up the hurt. I'm willing to give up disappointment. I'm willing to give up discouragement because guess what? It's better than the applause. Come on. It's better than the stadium filled with people. Go Patrick. Go. I want. Now I know. Now I have Jesus. Come on. I'm unstoppable. 
Because whatever you don't give up will become a cycle. So this morning, God is after the cycle. You want the season, he's after the cycle. You're asking God, give me more money. Give me a better house. But the truth is, you, it's, it's, it's not from a pure place because you want to show the people that rejected you, look at me now. But God said, when I break the cycle in your heart, now I can bless you. Now I can use you. Now I can elevate you. If the cycle is broken, the season, the changing of season now becomes automatic. When the cycle is broken, you can receive the blessing. Because now you're operating from a pure place. Come on. David had to get to the place where he was operating from a pure place place come on he left Israel went to the Philistine now back to his people now God said okay <laughs> the Lord just gave me this earlier in, in between service said he says what you call rejection is just an extension season of your preparation <laughs> because I gotta prepare you for where I'm taking you because if you go there without my prep, without learning the lesson through the process and through the preparation, you'll make a mockery of my promise and you won't become a good ambassador of my blessing and my glory. So I want to fix you. Come on. Because I'm taking you to nations. Come on. I'm taking you to the globe. And if you can't get this right, it's got to become an endurance to your next level. What's that? So, so I was like, I was like, man, God, I want to get delivered from this. But he was just now, I was like, God, I kept on praying, take this pain away. Take this, take this, God, I want this, this rejection. It's too much pain. Please, Lord, take this pain away. Because if you don't deal with, if you don't deal with your pain, your pain will become your problem in the present season. So here are the side effects. I begin to deal with the side effects now of rejection. First, it was fear. I became fearful. I was afraid of my shadow. I never thought I belonged. Here is Mr. Bigman Patrick that walk into, into a stadium and people are cheering and you feel good. But what most people didn't know was that I made sure I was the first one in the locker room every single morning. Because there was a corner, there was a corner locker. I make sure that's mine because nobody will bother me. I felt so insecure. I felt so inferior. I was doing well on the outside, but I was dying on the inside. And on the outside, King David was, was the man. But on the inside, he was dying on the inside. What is dying in you right now? Maybe it's your business. Maybe it's your family. Maybe it's your finance. 
But today, we can stop it. The Bible said, David cried out to the Lord. Because when you look at the life of David, I saw three dimensions of David. There was a rooftop David. There was a battlefield David. And there was a worshiper David. I'm closing now. I'm almost done. Two more minutes. Stay with me. The rooftop David fell in sin with Bathsheba. The battlefield David killed Goliath. He was a warrior. And this guy in parade at the head of Goliath. He was the man. But the worshiper David knows that the key to success and long relationship with God was not through my achievement because that's what rejection make you make you believe that the more I achieve is the more people will receive me but come on the worshiper David he cried out and said I'm gonna I'm gonna chase after God because when he came back to Ziklag come on the flesh David the battlefield David must be wanted to chase them down and destroy destroy them because he's good at it oh, he said now he learned his lesson he learned his lesson and he said now I'm going to cry out to God because what I need is not another victory on the outside. I need victory on the inside. You say, I have a lot of victories on the outside, Lord. But I'm in pain on the inside. Now I want victories on the inside. And here's the dangers of rejection. We carry it into every other area of our lives. And you start rejecting the people that God has assigned to bless you. So now they're rejected. Is now doing the rejecting because the plan of the enemy because we think that the first wave of attack from the enemy is destruction but the first wave of attack from the enemy is isolation and rejection always leads you to isolation because the enemy plan is destruction He wants to destroy you. And that's what V1 Church, we have connect group. Because we're saying, come closer, come closer. But the spirit of rejection says, go further, go further, go further. But what I realized when I came into connect group here at V1, there were some broken people like me, messed up people like me, and we all healed together and became a community.
rejection enters your purpose. But what we see at V1, come, let's serve together. Let's battle together. Let's go to load in together. Let's go to load out together. And then you're like, what is my purpose? What is, what is all this fighting for? And we said, you got a purpose. Let me help you find it. Meet me at Grow Track. God has a plan for your life. But the enemy has brought, brought rejection in it to derail it. But today we take authority over it in the name of Jesus. We take authority over the spirit of rejection in the name of Jesus. Come on. We take authority of rejection in the name of Jesus. It's time to change clothes. It's time to ask God like in the 51st Psalm, create in me a clean heart and renew the right spirit in me. I'm, I'm tired of doing a good thing. I want to be a part of the God thing. Stand to your feet and let's give God a praise in this place. I feel like the Spirit of God is just washing over you right now. Right in your seats right now, I feel the Spirit of God just washing over you right now. Washing your heart. David, men became bitter. And that word bitter is the same word in Exodus 15 when they went to when they went to um when the children of Israel cried out to God, give us some water, Lord, we're thirsty. They complained, and when they tasted the water, it was bitter. Because the problems of life can make us become bitter. The problems of life can drive a wedge between families. But today, but today I hear the Lord says, today is the day of the return. Come on Miami, it's the day of the return. Come on, today is the day. where generational curses are broken in the name of Jesus. Today's the day where the spirit of rejection is broken in the name of Jesus. I see daughters going back to their dads. I see prodigals coming home. I see healing in the name of Jesus. It's time to roll the stone away. I say it's time to roll the stone away. That stone of unforgiveness, that stone of bitterness, roll it away in the name of Jesus. Take the lid off your life. Take the lid off your life. With every hand lifted up, come on. Spirit of rejection broken right now over this house, over your people across the globe in Miami. Spirit of rejection is broken because we begin to treat our relationship 
from a place of pain, of rejection. I could have lost my marriage in the first year of my marriage because that spirit of rejection seeped into my marriage because I never know who I am. So I was still searching. Not knowing that God gave me his best. And I struggled through those seasons trying to recover who I am. But today's the day you reclaim your identity in the name of Jesus. Should I go? Or should I stay? The first decision in chapter 27, David made his own decision to go and fight with the Philistine. But this time, is making a God decision. He's making a God decision. He says, should I go or should I stay? After David poured out to God, God said, pursue and you shall recover all. Because now it's not about you, David. It's about me. So I understand your pain. I have felt your pain. But I also know this. It's bad to live in the pain. I want to live in His promise. Lift up your hands. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. Come on, right where you are. Let the Spirit of God just wash over you. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Can you feel this, the, the pain of rejection just leaving you right now? Come on. Can you feel it? Yes. I feel the anointing in this house. Come on. Come on. If you're beside your family member, come on, that your pain of rejection has caused you to inflict pain. Just lean over and say, I'm sorry. I am sorry. If you have caused your pain of rejection to inflict arm on your wife, come on, lean over and say, I'm sorry. Because you're not leaving this place the same way you came. This is your day of healing. This is your day of restoration. This is a day of revival. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Hallelujah.